conflict. And that's why Romans 5 verse 1 says, Being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. In Ephesians 2, I think it's verse 15 or 17. Look at it. Okay, let's start from here. It says, having abolished in his flesh the enmity. There is a law of commandments containing ordinances. So also created himself one new man from the two, thus making peace. Next. Then he might reconcile them both to God. In one body, through the cross, they might put it to dead enmity. Next, 17, please. And he came and preached peace to you who were far off and to those who were near. Came to me in the NIV. He came to preach peace. He says, preach peace. Um, the version is a preach. Okay, um, YLT, Young's Day Translation. Okay, and having come, it did proclaim good news, peace to you that are far off and deny. Reconciliation. Jesus came to preach peace, to tell men God is not mad at you. He's the one walking to draw you to himself. Hallelujah. In Acts 10, you see Peter saying the same thing about the message Jesus preached. In verse 36 of Acts 10, the word which God sent to the children of Israel, preaching peace. What did Jesus preach? Peace. Through Jesus Christ, he is Lord of all. He was preaching peace. That God is not mad at you. God is not against you. He wants to help you. He wants to save you. He wants to change you. The message many hear is not the gospel. It came preaching peace. You see why whenever Paul starts a letter and says grace and peace be unto you from God the Father and from Jesus Christ. You know there are lots of people who feel that God hates us. Jesus is one begging God. Let me kill this. Let me kill But they forget that the redemption was God's idea. So God loves you, and Jesus also loves you. And the Holy Ghost also loves you. Because they are one. Now, let's look at one more Colossians 1, reading from verse 19. For it pleased the Father that in him all the fullness should dwell next. It says, and by him to reconcile all things to himself. By him, when our things on the earth, his blood touched the earth. Or things in heaven, he took his blood to heaven and sprinkled intenses of worship with his blood. And having made peace through the blood of the cross. You see that? Next. And you who once were alienated and enemies in your mind, but because what? Yet now, I say what? Reconcile. Verse 22. In the body of his flesh, through death, to present you. How? 
holy and what? And blameless and what? Above reproach where? In his sight. God doesn't see the way men see you. Men remember your past. God doesn't remember your past. Give to us in the NIV. It says, but now he has reconciled you by Christ who is God, but through death to present you holy in his sight without blemish and what? And free from accusation. You see why the Bible says they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb? You're free from accusation. The enemy will accuse you. He will talk. You who did this? You? Are you the one that this God is going to use you? Do you know what you did? Hey, I can't remember. I choose to forget. I choose to forget. I may have done it, but hey, hear me, devil. The blood just because I've washed it away in the sight of God. I am clean. I am holy. He will use me. Hallelujah. Free from accusation. He said, if I came in by the blood of the Lamb, and what? And by the word of your testimony. You have to agree with the blood. Tell anybody, I am righteous. I am holy. I am pure. Yes. Number seven. He died to sanctify us. That's what we just read. That we might be holy, blameless, and above reproach in his sight. Hebrews 9.26 You know, I told you I'm going to share revelation with you. It says, He then would have had to suffer often since the foundation of the world, but now at the end of the ages... He has appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. Next. And as it is appointed for men to die once, and after this the judgment, next. So Christ was offered once to bear the sins of many. To those who eagerly wait for him, he will appear a second time apart from sin for salvation. Hebrews 10 verse 5. Look at verse 5. Therefore, when he came into the world, he said, sacrifice and offering you did not desire. But what? A body have you what? Prepared for me. Next. It says, in born offering and sacrifice for sin, you had no pleasure. You know why the Bible said the pleasure of the Lord will prosper in his hand. Because all the sacrifice, God was tired of the sacrifice. And I settled this thing forever. Then the father was satisfied. Verse 7. Then I said, behold, I have come in a volume of the book. It is written of me to do your will, O God. Watch this. Previously saying, sacrifice and offering... And born offerings and offerings for sin you do not desire, nor have pleasure in them, which are offered according to the law. Then he said, Behold, I've come to do your will, O God. It takes away the first, that means it ends the old covenant, that it may establish the second. All right. By that will, we have been what? Sanctified. How? Through the offering of the body 
of Jesus Christ. See, I'm sanctified. You know what that means? It means you're holy. You're sanctified. In Ephesians 4 verse 24. It says, and that you put on the new man which was created according to God in true hope, righteousness, and what? And holiness. We are created holy. The new creation is holy. Say, I am holy. Number eight. It died to establish the new covenant. The Bible says, he, he offered himself to take away the first. Then he may what? That he may establish the second, which is the New Testament. The second is actually called the Second Testament. Now, for sanctification, you can write Hebrews 10, verse 14. Look at it. For come number 8 again. For by one offering has perfected forever those who are being sanctified. You see that? So now, back to what we're discussing. It died to establish the New Testament. When Jesus died, his death established the New Testament because every covenant was made by blood. Matthew 26. Let's hear from the mouth of the Master himself. Let's begin from verse 26. It says, And as many as they were eating, Jesus took bread. Blessed and broke it and gave to the disciples and said, take it, this is my body. Then he took the cup and gave thanks and gave to them saying, drink it, drink from it all of you. For this is my blood, how? Of the new covenant which is shed for what? For many, for the remission of sins. It died to establish the new covenant. In Hebrews 7 verse 22, the Bible tells us that he is the shorty. You see that? He is the shorty. He is the guarantor. See, the blood of Jesus tells you that every word in the Bible is good for today. By so much, Jesus has become a shorty of a better covenant. In Hebrews 8 verse 6. It says, but, but now he has obtained a more excellent ministry insomuch as he is also a mediator of a better covenant which was established upon better promises. Now watch this. When you have a covenant with someone, everything the person has is yours and everything they have is also, uh, everything you have is theirs. So in a covenant, it's 100%, 100%. You, you were a sinner. Notice the use of words. You were a sinner and a God of grace came to you and says, let's enter into a covenant. And I will take what is yours and give you what is mine. He was righteous. So he took my sin and what? And gave me his righteousness. Christianity is not trying to obtain is what is an exchange. It says in 2 Corinthians 5 verse 21, it says, him who knew no sin, it says, 
He, he made him who knew no sin to be seen for us. That we might become the righteousness of God in him. Now, if I enter into a, a covenant with a royal family, I am automatically a part of the royal family. Anything the royal family enjoys is mine. By that covenant now, you are a joint heir with Christ. So anything Jesus has a right to enjoy, you have a right to enjoy it. John 17, 22. It says, and the glory which you gave me, I have given them, that they may be one just as we are one. This is covenant statement. Verse 22. I in them and you in me that I may make perfect in one and that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them how as thou loved me is a covenant as a child of God in the new covenant everything God has belongs to you and that's what the Bible tells you in 1 Corinthians 3 verse 21. The Bible says, let no man boast in man for all things are yours. Then he says, listen to this. When I Paul, come on now, I own Paul. The creator owns Paul. It's a covenant statement. Or Apollos, or Cephas, or, or the world, or life, or death, or things present, or things to come, all So anything God has is mine. <laughs> That's a big statement for many people. It says, verse 23 says, You are Christ's. He owns me. And Christ is God's. We're in covenant. See, I'm in covenant with my wife. She gets into my car and goes where she wants to go. And I call her, I say, where are you? Say, I'm in the salon. I say, okay, you didn't tell me you're going to the salon. But she drove the car to the salon. Why? Because we are joined hands. So Jesus said, because we are in covenant. My name is now your name. My wife is Mrs. Fessel. Because when we got into covenant, she now came under my authority and came under my name. In Acts 15 verse 14, the Bible says he has taken us a people for his name. Now you have his name. So I don't pray in my name. If she's going to fill any form, she must put Valerie Fessolaja. That's my name. So whenever I pray, I pray in the name of Jesus. Because it's an exchange. He died in my name that I might live in his name. I was a sinner. He died a sinner's death. Then I may enjoy a righteous man's blessing. So whatever Jesus is entitled to, you are entitled to because he took your place. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Exchange. 2 Corinthians 8 verse 9. That though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor. That he just poverty might become rich. Notice he became poor that he might be rich. Did you see that? He established new covenant. Jesus came to establish new covenant. In 2 Corinthians 1, reading from verse 19. For the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who was preached among you, we preach Jesus Christ. 
By us, by me, Silvanus and Timothy, was not yes and no, but in him was yes. Next. For all the promises of God, in him are what? So, whatever God has promised, if you are in Christ, it's a yes. Lord, are you going to heal me? Yes. Because it took your place. Oh Lord, Lord, will I be delivered? Yes. Oh Lord, will I live long? Yes. So Jesus' death came to put a stamp of yes on every promise for me. So right now, you can't die poor. You see that? Because the blessing of the Lord make it rich. And you are blessed with every spiritual blessing in heaven. Blessed where? In Christ. So everything in heaven is made available to you where? In Christ. Jesus said the Holy Ghost take of mine and show it to you. And all that the Father has are mine. But I say he will show it to you. So he will show me what Jesus has. What the Father has. Say the blood of Jesus. It's a forever yes. That blood says yes to your prayers. Yes to your protection. Yes to your conception. Yes to your promotion. Yes to your deliverance. See, when you get a hold of this, it changes your whole life. It's not about you. For all the promises of God, in him I yes, and in him amen, to the glory of God through us. God even gave you his power. The Holy Ghost is the power God personified, and he lives inside of you. The sinning greatness of his power is given to us who who believe. Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundant above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh where? In us. He gave you his power. Came, established the covenant. And says, listen child. This is my armor I used to defeat Satan. Wear my armor. And stand against all the wise of the devil. Having done all to stand, stand therefore. The devil knows that armor, he can't defeat me. When you wear it, he can't defeat you. It's my armor. It gives you everything he has. It gives you his spirit. It gives you his son. It gives you his name. It gives you his word. This is why he had to die. I give it to you. I'm going to close. Stop playing on the keyboard. Number nine. He died to redeem us from the curse. In Galatians 3 verse 13. The Bible says. Christ has redeemed us. From the curse 
of the law. The cost of the law is Deuteronomy 28, 15 to 68. It includes rashes, itching, sweetie, inflammation, balls, leprosy, tuberculosis, madness, blindness, pain. They are under the curse. It says Christ has redeemed us. He poured out his blood for the saints. If they stoned him to death, he'd have washed our sins, but did not remove our curse. In Psalm 22, David wrote 500 years before the Phoenicians developed crucifixion about nailing the hands and the feet. It's not a Jewish way of killing. Let me show it. Psalm 22. Let's read verse 16 first. For the dogs have surrounded me. The congregation of the wicked has enclosed me. They pierced my hands and my feet. The Jews did not kill like this. He was writing prophetically about something that will be developed 500 years later. Then another 500 years later, the Romans perfected it fully. Because God had caused the work of man's hands. Man had lost authority in the earth. He had lost authority to the devil. So now, he's going to break the curse on the work of your hands. His hands would have to be pierced. It is going to restore your authority. His feet will have to be pierced. I mean, God caused man in the garden when he pronounced the consequences of man's sin on him. He said, curse is a ground for your sake. So that of the sweat of your brow, you will eat bread. The sweat of your brow. He says, tons and tissues he shall bring forth to thee because of the curse. So they have to put a crown on his head to end that curse in your life. Because when you're working, tons will prick you and you will bleed and suffer to eat. He says, no. 
I'll wear the crown of thorns that I may crown you with loving kindness and tender mercies. In Psalm 103, verse 4. He who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tenderness, it crowns you with favor. While he was bleeding, he was bleeding so that you could have favor on your head. They wore him a crown of thorns. So that you may not suffer to eat. So you don't need to sweat to eat. So that what comes into your life is more than what you worked for. Your salary is 250,000 naira. But you have so much favors, so much favors that what you enjoy is what one one million naira. The remaining 750 came from the crown of loving kindness. When Joseph entered the presence of Pharaoh, he was wearing a crown of favor. In Acts 7, 9-10, the Bible tells us of Joseph and the patriarchs becoming ever so Joseph in Egypt, but God was with him. Next, it says, and delivered him out of all his troubles and gave him favor and wisdom in the presence of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and made him governor over Egypt and all his house. It was a crown of favor. Do you know you're wearing a crown of favor? Psalm 5 verse 12. For you, O Lord, with blessed righteous, with favor, you surround him. You carry an atmosphere of favor as he was bleeding from the head. Whenever you see that picture anywhere in that crown, say, oh, I'm favored. I'm crowned with loving kindness and tender mercies. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Having become a curse for us, for it's written, curses everyone who hangs on a tree. God says, if they hang you on a tree, you are cursed. So you see why God didn't allow the Jews to kill him. The Romans had perfected crucifixion. So while it was done on the cross, was saying, well, if it's so, you cannot be cursed. So that the blessing of Abraham and come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we may receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. It came to deliver you from the, from the curse. Right now, you are blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. You are as blessed as Jesus is. Lastly, number 10. He died to take away your sickness. He died to take away your sickness and my sickness. 
Isaiah 53, verse 4 to 5, Young's Leader Translation. Surely our sickness he has borne. He has borne your sickness. He has borne my sickness. And our pains, he has carried them. And we are steamed in plague, smitten of God, and afflicted. Verse 5. He is pierced for transgressions. Bruised for iniquities. The chastisement of our peace is upon him. And by his bruise, there is healing to us. Look at verse 10. Young's literal. And Jehovah was the as delighted to bruise him. What did he say? He has made him sick. So Jesus was sick for me on the tree. He had fever. He had cough. He had COVID on the tree. When you die from COVID, they say they died from complications of COVID-19. They could have pneumonia. Association, they can't breathe. Do you know that the way the Romans kill you, the way that way of killing, you die from association, you can't breathe. You have to stretch to take oxygen, but you can't stay like that for long. You have to come down. And <gasps> that was where COVID ended. God knew the biggest blow of the enemy in the latter days would be diseases you breathe in. Biological weapons are sprayed in the air. Chemical weapons are sprayed in the air. And the final way he died was by... <gasps> it says, any death by breathing, you will not die that way. He made him sick. There were growths on his body. I remember a young man. He saw a vision. That they were flogging Jesus. And around him were all kinds of sicknesses. Lame, blind, deaf, paralyzed, leprous. He said, as they were flogging him. And they dragged the wheat. He said, as the flesh and blood scattered and touched his people, they started rising up. Because the guarantee of your healing was his suffering. So the question, did he suffer for you? Then that sickness has no legal right to remain. A Muslim came to a Chiyadazban crusade. And he said he saw a hand, a bleeding hand, moving upon the congregation. As the hand is passing them and that blood is pouring, people were getting healed. The blood guarantees your healing. See, Jesus had no growth in his body. In heaven now, he has no growth. He has carried all the growth there should be. Now your body should be as he is in heaven because he carries your growth. See, apostle, I have high blood pressure. You do? He carried yours. That blood settles your future forever. In 1 Peter 2 verse 24 the Bible says 
who his own self. Who our own sins did bear himself. Bear his own body. Our own sins himself did give it to me the, the yes. Who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree. Notice on that tree your sins were there. That we having died to sins might live for righteousness. By whose stripes you are going to be healed? Where? You are as healed as yesterday. Take your healing. Take your soundness of mind. Take your deliverance. In Matthew 8, 16 to 17, the Bible says, when he had come and they brought to him many who were demon possessed. Notice demon possessed. And he cast out the spirits with a word and in order were sick. Next. That he may fulfilled, which was spoken by Zion the prophet, saying, he himself took our families. Why did he heal them? That it might be fulfilled. And this was before he went to the cross. If he healed them, because he was going to go to the cross, then much more he should heal us, because he has gone to the cross. He himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. He had balls on the cross. He had migraine on the cross. On the cross. He had pile on the cross. Every disease was laid on Jesus on the cross. You have no right to be sick anymore. He had suffered for you. Bow your heads for a moment. Thank you for listening to this message. As we preach the full message of this new life, our goal is to raise the people who are like Jesus by exposing them to the influence of God's word and his spirit in an atmosphere of love so that they may be able to take the love of God, the word of God, and the healing power of God to every individual within their sphere of contact. For more information on how you can get other messages by Apostle David Wally Fesso, visit us at Charismatic Renaissance International Church, Kilometer 9 and 10, along Isaac Boro Expressway, Biogulu, Yenegua, Bioso State. You can also visit our website at crichurch.org. Follow us on Facebook at Charismatic Renaissance or call 003 382-7072 or 005-120-4708. God bless you.